Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Asking for a Friend podcast, an elder-led ministry of Believer's Baptist Church in Emory, Texas. My name is Duffy Henderson and I'll be your host. The Asking for a Friend podcast exists as a weekly resource for the edification and benefit of God's people. Here we hope to provide helpful, thoughtful, and most importantly, biblical material as we address everyday life questions and issues. If you find this podcast helpful, please take a few moments to share it with someone that you think would also benefit from it. Thanks for listening in, and may the Lord bless this podcast greatly to you as a means of grace for your spiritual growth and benefit. We hope you'll enjoy today's episode. Well, once again, this we're back here um, recording um, for the month of June. This is our final episode for the month, and we hope that you've listened to the previous episodes and are staying up to date with us. Um, we, we just had a great lunch. Jason and Philip and I um, had some good discussion at the lunch table. We ate um, just right down the road at Sidekicks. Great, great lunch. And we're talking about uh, theological issues, practical issues, and just um, several different topics. We were talking about the uh, Lord's Day, um, the Sabbath, the Christian Sabbath, and implications of that. We're, you know, we've, we're just all over the map enjoying some good food. Um, so, Jason, Philip, it's great to be back with you once again for this conversation today. We're going to be talking today about reasons to stay or to leave a church, stay at a church, or maybe join, rather, several different facets of that, and when you should leave. Is it appropriate to leave? Is it not appropriate to leave? Those kinds of questions today. So, Jason, let's kick it off with you today. Well, I think the impetus for the episode comes from um, questions that people have about what is an ideal church, what does that church do that is different from other churches, how is that church uh, worshiping different, or how is that church doing evangelism different, or missions differently, Um, how do I know if I'm in the right church, and if there are things in the church that I'm attending currently, how do I know Uh, If I need to stay there, if I see some things that are um, not right, or uh, perhaps I'm just not, and I put this in air quote, feeling it, um, how do I deal with those kinds of issues and those kinds of questions? So one of the books that we, uh, or the book, I should say, that we give out for our membership class is a non-marks publication. It's called What is a Healthy Church? Because remember that what we've determined as elders Philip, is that we want to be a a biblical, healthy church. That's how we define ourselves. And so um, what is a healthy church? What are the marks of a healthy church? If you're in a healthy church, um, what things are you experiencing and seeing that will uh, keep you there? And then if you're not in a biblical, healthy church, uh, what things would you be seeing or experiencing that would help you to think about, should I leave this church? There is a right time to leave a church, and uh, we'll talk about that further in the episode. But <clears throat> perhaps to get us started, I'll read this parable that is at the beginning of this What is a Healthy Church book that I just referenced. And it's a parable, I think, that speaks to uh, the whole idea of uh, leaving or staying. Nose and hand were sitting in the church pew talking. The morning service, led by ear and mouth, had just ended, and hand was telling Nose that he and his family had decided to look for a different church. Really? Nose responded to hand's news. Why? Oh, I don't know, hand said, looking down. He was 
usually slower to speak than other members of the church body. I guess because the church doesn't have what Miss Hand and I are looking for. Well, what are you looking for? Nose asked. The tone in which he spoke these words was sympathetic, but even as he was speaking them, he knew that he would dismiss Hand's answer. If the Hands couldn't see that Nose and the rest of the leadership were pointing the church body in the right direction, the body could just do without them. Hand had to think before answering. He and Miss Hand liked Pastor Mouth and his family, and Minister of Music Ear meant well. Well, I guess we're looking for a place where people are more like us, Hand finally stammered. We tried spending time with legs, but we didn't connect with them. Next, we joined the small group for all the toes, but they kept talking about socks and shoes and odors, and that didn't interest us. Nose looked at him this time with genuine dismay. Aren't you glad they're concerned with odors? Sure, sure, but it's not for us. Then we attended the Sunday school for all you facial features. Do you remember? We came for several Sundays a couple of months ago. Yes, it was great to have you. Thank you. But everyone just wanted to talk and listen and smell and taste. It felt like, well, it felt like we never wanted to get into any of the important things and get your hands dirty. Anyway, Miss Han and I were thinking about checking out the new church over on the east side. We hear that they do a lot of clapping and hand raising, which is closer to what we need right now. Hmm, Nose replied. I see what you mean. We'd hate to see you go, but I guess if you have to do it, do what's good for you. At that moment, Miss Hand, who had been caught up in another conversation, turned back to join her husband and Nose. Hand briefly explained what he and Nose had been talking about, after which Nose repeated his sadness at the prospect of losing the hands. But he again said that he understood since it sounded like their needs weren't being met. Miss Hand nodded in agreement. She wanted to be polite, but in truth, she wasn't sad to be leaving. Her husband had just made enough critical remarks about the church over the years that her heart had began to reflect his. No, he had never burst into an open tirade against the body. In fact, he usually apologized for being so negative, so he put it. But the little complaints that he let slip out here and there had an effect. The small groups were a little cliquish. The music was a little out of date. The programs did seem a little silly. The teaching wasn't entirely to their liking. In the end, it was hard for the two of them to put their fingers on it, but they finally decided that the church wasn't for them. In addition to all that, Miss Han knew that their daughter, Pinky, was just not comfortable with the youth group. Everyone was so different from her that she felt out of joint. Miss Han then said something about how much she appreciated Nose and the leadership, but the conversation had already run on too long for Nose. Besides, her perfume made him want to sneeze. He thanked Miss Han for her encouragement, repeated that he was sorry to hear that they were departing, then turned and walked away. Who needed the hands? Apparently, they didn't need him. There were so many puns in that. It was it was hard for me not to laugh. <laughs> it is a little comical, <laughs> but the point is not comical. Oh, because it makes a very heavy point. It does make a heavy point because um, 
those are the typical kinds of thoughts and feelings that mm. go into discussions about church. Yes. They don't discuss and think about the benefit that might be coming to their soul. And they don't think about the importance of regular church attendance. And they don't think about those important spiritual realities. They, they think about it in terms of what am I getting out of it? Consumeristic mindset. That's right. And so therefore, we um, think about church in the wrong way. So let's think about just for a moment, um, what are some um, bad reasons to leave a church? We just came out of the parable, and uh, I'll start with a couple, and if y'all want to jump in, you jump in. Um, number one, people leave a church because other people annoying, annoy them. That is, other members in the congregation annoy them, and they just can't take it, and uh, they decide it's better for me to go to another church. Uh, regardless of the fact that they may be getting uh, good teaching and solid opportunity to be involved in evangelism and missions, those kinds of things. That person annoys me. There's no room for grace. There's no room for forgiveness. And I can't take it anymore, so I'm going to leave. That That's a bad reason to leave a that church. That is a bad reason. I would agree with you. Yeah. yeah. What and do you that, got, Philip? Well, it just, it just, that exposes the heart of an individual. Um, the Bible tells us clearly that um, the, the needs of our neighbor are supposed to be put at least on equal footing with their own. That's the heart of a believer. If you don't love your brother, you do not love me, Jesus says, right? If you, um, how is it you can hate your brother whom you've seen and, and say you love me whom you have not seen? Um, I think that exposes probably um, a person leaving a church to which they've never really belonged because they're not part of the church. Yeah. Um, if you if you would dismiss and just walk away from someone because you find them annoying, well, man, I would have to leave the room. I mean, y'all are both annoying sometimes. Uh, oh, right? You're not supposed to say that on air, dude. We're recording right now. But, 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 but that's the point, right? Everybody is annoying to somebody yeah, at some yeah, point in time. Of course. I love my wife dearly, and she's a better person than I, but sometimes she's annoying. And she would say the same about me, and I would say that about all my children. And if you're honest, you would say that about your own wives and your own children. They would say it about you. The truth of the matter is human beings have different likes and dislikes, and sometimes we're temperamental and all of those things, and people are going to get on our nerves. Suck it up, buttercup, mm -hmm. right? Your job is to love your neighbor, and that means that if they've violated you, forgive them. If they haven't, if they haven't done something sinful, offer grace and move on, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I would say, um, so I've been in ministry for somewhere around 13 years or so, and I've, I've done youth ministry, I've been in music ministry the whole time, I've done various things. And I've, I've heard this either directly spoken or I've heard this from others that others have spoken. Um, but in a general sense, a very bad reason to leave a church is kind of what the parable uh, brought to light is the church that they're attending does not meet their felt need expectations for programming or um, just fellowship. Um, in I'm just speaking in general, okay. what they think the church ought to be doing in the sense of activity, mm -hmm. physical activity, whether it be um, youth programs or children's ministry things, or uh, I'm just painting with a broad brush, but right. um, you know, 
the youth group just doesn't do anything for my kids, so we're going to find another church. That's right. sort of a comment. This you know? is where society, culture, evangelicalism, and that's what I mean by it, the, the society that, that we find within our common modern church has not done us justice. The fact is, is somehow we have, um, we now judge churches on the basis of the programs they offer, and yet um, almost none of those programs are biblical. Um, and I'm not saying they're sinful ultimately, I'm just saying they're not biblical. We don't, we don't, we're not judging a church based on, um, uh, you know, if they actually preach God's word, but rather on, are they offering me um, programs um, e- even though I couldn't substantiate those programs from Scripture in any in any way sure, at all. Sure. Um, the other thing uh, that is absolutely amazing is you're right. Um, we do judge everything based on on felt needs, but again, now we've taken um, and and elevated the the temporal over the spiritual, and um, and my own desires over that. Um, and, and again, it's the same where I'm I'm so focused inward on myself that I can't seem to look out and see the need of my neighbor. The problem with Mrs. Hand and Mr. Hand in that is they, they couldn't seem to gather uh, with themselves that a body's not complete without a hand, mm-hmm. right? right? And that if everybody did the job of the hand, there's a lot of things getting not getting done, right? Right. Um, it, but but that's, not, that's the way we think. I want to go be around a bunch of hands, right? right? And, and forget the fact that the smelling and the seeing and the hearing... And, um, the walking, the walking, and the talking, and uh, all the other things, and and the the things that uh, maybe we don't want to talk about, but the heart pumping and the oxygen, um, you know, being transferred. I mean, all the inward parts that do their their most important part. We, we forget that all of those are necessity. Mm-hmm. They necessitate um, living, healthy living, and uh, yet we would just abandon all of those things to go be a part of a hand, uh, a group of hands, um, which have nothing to offer but what I have to offer. Yeah, right. the um, we just need to find a church that's got more people like us. Right. That right. sort of mentality. Right. So, you know, what I've seen bouncing off of that real quick before we get into some other bad reasons to leave, what I've seen, this is, I'm about to start the 23rd year at this church, and this is, I don't know, 37, 38 years of vocational sure. ministry. Okay? Praise, God. Praise God for that. So what, <laughs> it, what it has done, though, I've seen the, the idea of pastoral ministry kind of shift to this. Now, um, I'm sort of a CEO that should uh, facilitate these different programs that would um, uh, somehow meet all of the people's desires that, that, that they have. And um, it, it has gone away from the preaching of the word uh, and the emphasis on the gospel to uh, an emphasis on uh, I'm the a social programmer on a cruise ship. And and I'm not very good at that, I'll be honest with you. I just I don't know how to do all that and and Well, you shouldn't have to be yeah. also. And well, I struggle I know, struggle with th- it. The though. way you said that was actually ideal. Yeah. Because the fact is is I might choose a cruise ship based on the programs offered. Right. So I would look at a cruise ship and say, okay, on this one, we're stopping here, here, and here, and I get to do this, this, and this while I'm on board. Is that is that appeal to me or not? Oh, this one, I get more stops. They have more um, entertainment things, more whatever. Okay, this one's more suited. That makes perfect sense on a vacation setting. <laughs> yes. It makes no sense in the context of a church. And yet, we've imposed all of our um, expectations upon the church um, and that church, yeah, church is not a vacation package 
you know? Well, I've actually heard people say that exactly. Well, we went to so-and-so because they have more, uh, they offered more things. Yes, uh, yes. And I've heard you go, many times. Or how many times will people stay in a very unhealthy church because they've got a great, this is what's so funny. The church is unhealthy, so their, their, term, their idea of great isn't so great. <laughs> but they would go, and they have a great children's ministry. Yeah. You're going. So that's well, why we're staying. Actually, yeah. it's probably not as great as you think. It might be entertaining. But if, if it were great, then the church would be unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let's, let's oh, th- go ahead. Now, let's think of some other bad yeah. reasons very quickly. And, yeah. and let's don't elaborate as quite as long, okay? Sure. Yeah. Uh, another one is your cause or your program or your ministry, and I put all of that in air quote, is not sufficiently championed. Perhaps the pastor or the elders decide not to get behind it or the timing is not right for that particular event or the thing that you want to do, right? So you're like, oh, I'm out. They're not paying attention. I'm out. Uh, another one is the worship style isn't your preferred style. Now, I know that you want to talk about that. All of us could spend time talking about it. I'm going to let that one pass. Yeah, that that is a probably the top of the list. Um and uh, we could spend a lot of time talking about that, but that's a bad reason to leave a church. Yep. Um, another re- reason is, well, the church down the road is a little more trendy, a little more hip. Uh, you know, the pastor's more cool. He's not as old, you know. Uh, he's, you know, whatever reasons that they want to tie to the pastor, you know, he wears skinny jeans, whatever. Uh, he doesn't wear a suit and tie every Sunday. He, he wears a polo every Sunday. I mean, th- that sounds petty, but yet, nevertheless, those are factors in decision-making when we're talking about church. Um, sometimes people will leave a church because their past, their favorite pastor left, or sometimes mm. they'll leave... Uh, that's, an, that's a good one, actually. I hadn't thought about that. Let's press into that just a little bit. Well, I, I think that... Um, and I've had people say to me, like I just said, 23 years, right? About to start 23 years. I've had people say to me, and, and with good intention, and I love them, and, and, and I know they're saying it out of love, but they say, we don't know what we'd do if you left. We don't, you know, what would we do if you would leave? Um, well, first of all, I'm not planning to leave. Um, in moments, I can feel really stupid and say stupid things, but... Um, in regard to that, but I, I, I'm not planning to leave, so w- we don't ever have to worry about that, but they put way too much emphasis on me, right? And so people will choose to leave because their favorite pastor left, and and my fear in, in some regard is people would leave this church because if I left, um, and it sounds so arrogant to say it this way, but there are people here that that are here because of me. That that sounds terrible. That's an that's a. Um, it's a reality. It's a reality. Yeah. Uh, speak more of that maybe some other time, but uh, that's what it is. Uh, a sixth reason um, that people uh, this is a bad reason, right? The sixth one would be uh, you, you, I'm just not into it anymore. Mm. My heart's not into it. Mm. And here's what happens. Mm. What happens is that. Um, the church offers all of these avenues for them to plug in and be involved. Whether it be a fellowship, whether it be a Sunday night, whether it be a Wednesday night, whether it be a, some kind of a special, uh, like we offer a theological reading group, 
um, or um, a Sunday school or, you know, with Sunday morning worship, um, even a, a podcast like this that, that we would offer. And people don't avail themselves of those things. And they, rather than trying to put themselves in a place where there's other people in the church, they get less and less and less to the point where they come on Sunday morning for an hour to an hour and a half. They come to the worship service, That's which, it. which at most is an hour and a half, yep. uh, counting the, the time that you come in and come out. Yep. Um, and they're like, we just can't find anybody that we're connected to. We're not to. feeling connected. Right. We're not feeling connected. Yeah. You've given yourself one hour and a half at the most out of a whole week and a myriad of different opportunities, and you said, I can't get connected. I don't know who's, I don't know what to say to that other yeah. than yeah. there's opportunity. Yeah. You're not availing yourself of that. And the, 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 what they say that out of us, and you know, I don't mean for this to be harsh, but that, that is said out of a selfish intent because the expectation is for others to make, to meet their expectations, to bring them in, whatever, whatever their concept of, of being connected is, everyone's got their own version of what it means to be connected. But that, that just, that flows out of a heart that says, give me, give me, give me, give me. And not a Lord, uh, uh, I don't even know, uh, it, it, that's just a selfish, that selfish. All of these are. Selfish we certainly motives, don't go to but. church uh, with a, with an expectation that I have something to offer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> m- m- Mrs. Hand wasn't thinking, man, how could I be helpful to Mr. Nose today? Mm. Um, no, it was, um, you know, I, I'm going to be here as long as Mr. Nose is meeting my needs, and when Mr. Nose isn't meeting my needs, I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. And I, when you say all that, it makes me think of. Um, those people who um, who go, you know, I, I think of the song Excuses, Excuses. You hear them every day, right? right? Well, some people think the preacher's too loud, and some say he's too quiet, and some thinks he didn't preach hard enough, and some preach he preaches too hard. And um, and some go, well, that, that preacher, he's not very nice. And the other one said, well, he didn't even shake my hand. Well, I mean, it, it's that kind of thing. We got people who will go, no one at the church is friendly. Well, did you get up and go shake anybody's hand? Did you go up and introduce yourself to anybody or did you sit on your pew with a sour look on your face and then wonder why nobody approached you? Yeah. yeah. Well, you looked completely unapproachable. You looked like you wanted to bite somebody's head off. <laughs> you know, if they came up to you, how dare you? Don't you lay a hand on my child, you yeah. know, and yeah. say anything nice, that kind yeah. of thing. And yet, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's an amazing, we have this expectation that you, yep. everybody out there is supposed to be to, to, to make me feel or, or bring to me this whatever instead of saying I have a certain responsibility in in relationship. Here, I mean relationships me, are yes. two two ways. That's right. Here here am I. What meager things I have to offer, how can I give myself to this local body, right? Nobody thinks in those categories. Mm-mm. Right. Um, so we're still on this re- bad reasons to right. leave. So right. we, we need to make the shift here in just a moment. Yeah, we do. But let me just say a few other things along sure. along this line. Because um, one of the things that um, is said in the last of that parable was that Mr. Hand 
would would make these negative comments along the way. Mm-hmm. And Miss Hand mm-hmm. heart had changed and yeah. it mm-hmm. changed her heart. She mm-hmm. hardened because he was hard. Yes, mm-hmm. right. That's right. So we need to always consider that. Yeah. We also need to consider when somebody says to me, um, "Well, you know, I just don't like the drums. We need to get rid of the drums." Well. Have you ever thought that there that there are those people in the church that come who like the drums? What are they supposed to do? That's never crossed their mind. That's never crossed their mind. Never. And um, I don't like the guitar. Okay. What? There are some here who like the guitar. What? What do you want me to tell them? Yeah. Yeah, really? Yeah. If everybody could get through their head, we have the drums. How about this? We have the drums because God says, praise the Lord with the harp and the lyre, right? And whatever. So we see the drums as, as a way in which we can praise the Lord, not because you like it or because someone doesn't like it. How about we don't take your consideration or theirs into consideration at all? How about I don't care if you like it or if you don't like it. God says to praise the Lord with instrumentation, and we've chosen to do that. And one yeah. of the ways is the drums. Well, and, and in one sense, it's inconsequential whether the whether or not the drums are there. We can praise the Lord with the or without them. The deal is, we want to address your heart issue, not the way, not whether there's a drum kit on the stage or yeah. not. Right. You know. Right. So that's it, the. Uh, yes. Well, it's the Burger <laughs> King. We're Burger King, right? You can have it the way you want it. Right. Right. Okay, so th- let's do a final reason and yeah, just make sure. a, a quick comment, and then we'll transition. We'll, yeah, we'll switch over to uh, reasons to leave. Okay, so the the final thought is, well, I just don't get much out of the Sunday oh, morning service, right? I don't get much out of that. Yep, I've heard Okay, it. so number one, we have not done well. And, and uh, let me say this. All three of us have preferences, and we've tried to— uh, perpetuate and overlay our preferences different times, different ways. Um, so we're not trying to be um, s- talking down on high from t- to anybody. Absolutely not. not. Not at all. Absolutely not. So, but here's what I would say about the, the wor- idea of I don't get it much out of worship. We, we've not done well to teach them that worship is formative. Mm-hmm. So you come to be formed by the worship, not to dictate how the worship ought to be because you feel like it ought to be this way or that way. Mm-hmm. You come because God has laid out for us in his Bible the things that will help us inform it, be formed into Christ's likeness. We do those things and it forms us. And we don't come to worship saying, well, you know, this is what I want and this is what, if, if it's not done this way, then I'm going to pack up my bags and go. Yeah, I would just say one quick thing is that if we have a mind shift change that uh, corporate worship, gathered worship is corporate or gathered discipleship in, in, a, in a very real sense. The hearing of the word, the preaching of the word, the singing of the word, the word is what forms and transforms mm-hmm. us. And we get that in a myriad of ways when we gather together. We're encouraged by the word. We're equipped by the word. We're edified by the word. So I, that's a whole, we could we could chase that right. quite a bit. And perhaps this podcast is going to be a bit longer than normal. But yeah, well, I was just reminded of something that, that you cracked earlier before this podcast on another one you cracked. And you said, listen, my wife's birthday's coming up. And I'm trying to decide to get her an edger or a weed eater, right? right. That kind of thing. But that's exactly what we do with worship. We say, instead of saying, God, what is it that you want, 
from us and we look to the word to find it, we say, what is it that I want? And then I'm going to offer that to God. So I look and go, man, I think it was Vody Bauckham one time. He said, man, I'm really into watches. I love watches. I love really good watches. So what am I going to do? I'm going to buy my wife a watch. <laughs> right. Right? I'm really into weed eaters. Man, I love power tools. So I'm going to go get my wife a hammer drill. Right, right, right. But right. well, that's exactly what we do. You know, instead of saying worship is something that God prescribes, right? Right. And he tells us who and how and what to do. Right. right? That's right. So here you go. God, this is what you want. We offer up to you what you have, what you desire. Um, but instead we say, what is it that I desire? I will give that to God and he's supposed to accept it because it comes from such a pure and honest place mm. in me. Mm. That's what we do, right? Okay. And um, the fact is, is God, I like watches. Yeah. And so I expect you to take my You need watch. to like what I like and accept it with a smile on your face, mm. right? right? And that's why we say, I'll go to that church because that church has music that I like. I approve it. Right. Oh, approve wow. It. Does it have music that God likes? Mm. That would be a better question, right? Mm. Right. Okay, guys. Well, let's... Uh, oh, Jason, are you... Okay, go well, ahead. Well, no, I was going to say this. Uh, I'm sorry to jump in on you, Duffy, but I, I want to be quick to say there there are times to leave, and there are reasons to leave. So That's, that's where uh, we want to go to um, as we're right. going to the other half of this episode. Yeah, sure. so let's transition there um, and... Think about if you're going to leave, uh, number one, if you've been in, in that con- local congregation for a while, then one of the things you probably ought to do is at least go talk to the pastor or the elders uh, and, and explain your thoughts and feelings um, and your idea. Why would you want to leave? Uh, secondly, you don't want to leave by causing a split or divisiveness or division. And, and you don't want to leave gossiping, and you don't want to leave in anger. You don't want to leave with unresolved, uh, broken relationships that are going to hinder uh, your spiritual growth from that point on because you didn't make it right. Uh, you weren't willing to go and redeem that situation. Uh, you don't want to leave uh, with any sense uh, of... Um, regret um, because um, you didn't uh, think it properly, you didn't, you didn't consider the ramifications, and now you've left the church, and now you've got too much pride to go back, and so you regret that you left inside, and you just can't find another place, but you're certainly not going back there because it would just cost you too much to uh, swallow your pride. Yeah. You know, those are... Those are uh, re- reasons to think about um as you leave yeah there are consequences to leaving poorly yes. to leaving in a in a i would even say uh, often a sinful manner um leaving a church that you've already now i guess we do need to make a, a delineation briefly on whether you're already a member of a church or you're just attending a church sure. and you decide not to stay i think those are two different categories guys would you agree with me there um <laughs> if you're already a member of a church that's a whole different conversation yes. than, say, if you're uh, looking for a church home and you've been attending for a while and you choose to stop attending. Right. Um, and and that we're, we're talking about the first one. We're talk- I think primarily, yes. We yep. want to speak specifically to those who are already in covenant membership with a church, um, who've given themselves to the church, a particular local church, and an issue arises and you want to leave. 
Right. These would be bad reasons. These would be not valid reasons, we would say, to leave the church. These might be real issues right. that need to be resolved and dealt with, yes. but not reasons to leave. Right. And you may find that in, in an attempt to resolve, this will transition us to our next segment. If, you, if, you, if there are real issues that need to be addressed, then do every effort on your part to address the issues, and you may find out that there are legitimate reasons to leave that local church. Or you may find that we need to stay here, and this is resolvable, and we can move forward. So let's move to the second part of the episode where we're talking, and we want to maybe offer some help in thinking through, are there good reasons... Uh, I say good, that's a little bit arbitrary. Biblical reasons maybe would be a better word. Um, valid reasons to leave a local body and to find another local body. Well, let me jump back into just a moment um, because these bad reasons that we gave, some of those, as you said, could be very real issues that need to be thought about and discussed yes. with the leadership, with the elders. And don't use the excuse, uh, well, they're not going to hear me anyway, or they're just going to um, be critical of me. Um, don't use that as an excuse um, for being uh, able to sit down at the table and say, hey, why do, we, why do we not use the drums? Why do we use the drums? Why do we do this in the worship service? Why don't we do this in the worship service? Why don't we have more evangelism? Why don't we do missions? Talk about it. Because maybe maybe the leadership is fallible. Maybe. <laughs> and I say that sarcastically. Sure, sure. We are fallible. So then the, the leadership may be benefiting from your input because again, if you're because you you can help expose a blind spot, exactly. Or yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of things, and so this isn't right. Uh, that yeah, that that's a very good thing to bring out, I believe, right. as we're thinking through, because the issues do not need to be um, left unresolved, right? And you just go somewhere else because right. that that will just um, th there's a well, there, that doesn't we, help. Well, it flies it flies in the face of, of, of several things. First of all, um, uh, this biblical discipline text we have in the scripture yeah. are um, the necessity for us to make right any issues we have with our brothers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you have ought against your brother, and I think whether that's specifically or in, a, in some kind of general way, go to your brother and get that worked out. That's the command in scripture. So obedience says, I don't just let things fester, right? If I have an issue, go. It may be that there's a blind spot and we ought to deal with that. But um, to, to bring this down to something succinct, because we're gonna we keep chasing the little rabbits. The fact is, is there's really um, now we could talk about all the all the way these things work out. But from my perspective, and, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I can only think of two reasons to to um, actually to leave a church or to join a church. I mean, I think these fit in both, um, and that is this: <clears throat> it, the reasons, the legitimate reasons to leave a church is that they they. Um, their doctrine is not sound, or they don't deal with sin, right? No, those right. are helpful. Two Ds. Two. Those yeah, are that's yeah. helpful to get doctrines, to us. right? And discipline, in essence, there right? There you go. So those are the two reasons. And 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 I would I would argue those are the two reasons to go to a church. You go to a yeah, church and you recognize yeah. that their doctrine is sound, and yeah. they discipline 
they rightly understand and discipline. I mean, um, they take the word seriously and they take sin seriously. Yesly. And those two things on both sides are the reason to stay or leave. I would agree wholeheartedly. I think, with you there. and now, obviously, both of those categories have multiple places in which they branch mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, is um, doctrine and discipline, I think, are the two <laughs> things that ultimately feed yeah. those. What do you got, Jason? Agreed. Uh, totally agreed. And um, we could spend a lot of time uh, talking about those perhaps, but we're already uh, around 35 minutes into the podcast. So let's take one last turn here and talk about uh, why would you want to stay at a church? Why? What do you see at a church, even if there's little frustrations? Uh, this person does annoy you because what you said, Philip, is true. I annoy you sometimes, and sometimes, Duffy, you annoy me. Back and forth it goes. But we, we give common grace to one another. We love each other. We're, we've covenanted together to, to be a means of sanctification in each other's life. Okay, so then uh, in spite of those littler things, and I know that sometimes they can be bigger, but in spite of those little things, then what are some reasons to stay at a church? Uh, number one, uh, the church's preaching of the Bible. Does that church preach the Bible, uh, and preferably it's verse by verse uh, through a book, or what we call exposition, right? Expositional preaching. Preferably it's that way, but even if it's not, if they're unpacking a text and and they're making the application from the text, and they're interpreting what the text would say from the text, and they're not filling the time of preaching with a lot of stories or uh, personal uh, antidotes and, and current events, those kinds of things. I'm glad you said that, and, and here's why. Because almost everybody thinks that their pastor preaches the Bible. This is what's amazing. Yeah, right? That's that's what my first thought was. When it, he's, well, my, it, pastor, my pastor does preach I the listen, Bible. I listen, you know, every Sunday, almost every Sunday, um, so that I can give good um, means to my time after church, I go home before Sunday night, and I, I listen to sermons, usually a bad one and a good one, right? I mean, uh, and, um, and this past week, I listened to a bad one uh, from a church that's within 50 miles of us, and... Um, and the pastor, I know people who go to this church. That's why I listen, right? And they all think their pastor preaches the Bible, all of them. And yet this pastor got up, um, it read a text, and completely missed the point of the text, completely missed it, right? And, and I'm saying so, but if you were to ask the 15,000 people that were sitting in the congregation that morning of that particular church, they probably said, oh, man, yeah. That dude preaches the Bible. But if you had objective, uh, real consideration for the context that that scripture was set in, you'd realize he didn't preach the Bible. That man preached what he wanted to say about, and he got, and he and he gave it foundation by giving uh, by reading a text, and and so uh, preaching the Bible and actually contextually preaching, as you said, ex- expositionally, where we're actually bringing out of the text what is there, are not are not always perceived to be the same thing. Right. Yeah. Right. So you want to be discerning. You want to be wise. You want to understand what preaching is. Uh, secondly, the, uh, a reason that you want to stay at a church is because that church presents a clear and biblical view of the gospel. They preach the gospel in its entirety, not just that Jesus died and uh, the blood that was shed redeems us. That, that is true, and it's a wonderful fact, right? We, we pre- appreciate that part of the gospel. 
but there's more to it. What about Jesus' sinless life? Wh- why about- did Why did he die? Yes. We ha- why is that good news, right? We right. miss half of the content. Of, I mean, I, I, right. You're preaching the choir here, brother. <laughs> yeah. But my point is, listen carefully to yeah. the gospel that's being yeah. presented. Exactly. And is it a full and complete gospel? Yes. A third is, how is that church doing evangelism? Is there a concern for souls? Are they praying for souls? Do they cons- do they invite people to respond to the gospel? Uh, do they preach in such a way that the membership of that congregation, as they hear the preaching, then are they motivated to go out and say, tell their neighbor next week about Jesus? Are they motivated to do that? Uh, even if they don't, even if they find an excuse not to, is there a motivation that, hey, I ought to tell somebody about this. This is, this is really good, right? Uh, well, how does that church think about missions? Uh, do they care about the nations of the world? Are they thinking about the gospel in other parts of the world besides their local uh, uh, area? Uh, does that church do church discipline? Does it take sin seriously, as we were talking earlier? Does it um, try to weed out sin? Does Is it careful that the, those who join the church understand the gospel? Um, is the church... Uh, being faithful in the participation of the sacraments? Are they being treated rightly? The Lord's Supper, baptism, are they taught well? How are the people responding to those things? Uh, See, all of those things would be reasons that I would want to stay at a church. Um, And uh, it wouldn't necessarily be based on whether uh, the, the pastor... Uh, was having people over his house every other week, you know. Uh, that'd be fine and good, uh, and and no reason. But it not. also doesn't necessarily equal that it's fine and good either, right? You can, there's yeah. I mean, just I think some of those other issues are peripheral and preferential, right? And we want to land on what's objective, what's objectively good, and the call for the believer is ultimately to give yourself for the other believer. Versus expecting the other believer to give themselves for you, right? And I think all of these issues circle, um, brother, how can I serve you? Sister, how can I serve you? Pastor, how can I serve you? And if there's faithful Bible preaching, um, and we could have probably a whole series of episodes on what that's supposed to be, um, uh, a seriousness for sin, a dealing with sin, um, I mean, these are these are these are really simple, objective things that really will come down to you have to be you have to be discerning in your choice of where you're going to uh, commit and covenant with a local church, and then go all in, be there, you know. And uh, man, there's so many things that we could kind of splinter right. off this, but we want to we want to we want to kind of bring this episode to a close. Jason, do you have any closing final thoughts before? Well, yeah. any advice? Any. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I know it's frustrating because the church, remember, is um, inhabited by sinful people, and leaders are going to be uh, um, less than gracious sometimes. Perhaps they're going to be prideful. Uh, sometimes the music might be off a little bit. Sometimes the youth ministry, uh, you know, maybe the the more the less popular kids come to that youth ministry you know 
I understand all of the thinking, but but that thinking needs to be corrected by what the Bible would say to us about these things. And, um, you know, it's near and dear to my heart. I mean, there, there are, in 23 years here, I've seen a lot of people come and go. Yeah. And I've seen a lot go before bad, bad yeah. reasons. And uh, it's and, been and hurtful. Yeah, give, yeah. Um, let's end here. Philip, I don't want to, to slight you here, but I'd love to just, um, Jason, what about from a, what about from a pastor's perspective, someone who's, who's been here, what about, what's it, what's it like on the other side of someone leaving, a, a member <clears throat> leaving a church? How does that leave um, a church leadership or a pastor feeling? Well, um, uh, how does that affect them? Yeah, it, it is heartbreaking. Uh, and, and it is heartbreaking because you have uh, prayed for these people and loved these people. Perhaps you've been at the hospital when their babies were born. You've been by their sick bed. You've been to their house and on anniversaries and other special occasions. Uh, you've worshiped together for years. And then you, you're invested with these people. I mean, my life as the pastor of the, the church are the people that attend this church. And so for one of them to say, hey, uh, we got a lot of good memories, but uh, we think we're going to go down here because uh, the music's just not bad. It's just not good here. Um, well, that's hurtful because I don't know how to think about that. I mean, I'm doing the best I can with with music, and it may not be exactly what you want, or I'm doing the best I can with my preaching, and it may not be uh, as good as John MacArthur, but I'm doing what I can. And there's nobody in, in the last 20 years of you living in this community, there's nobody who's cared about your soul more than I have. So why would you just come to me and stab me in the heart. Now, if, you, if you've got a real legitimate reason and you think it's legitimate, at the very least, come talk to me. Don't just just avoid me. Uh, it, it is a very hurtful thing. And, uh, you know, I, I bet you if you pin me down, I could write the name of every person who's ever left this church. I could write their name on a piece of paper. Hmm. Because... I care about those people. Yeah. And and I think that everyone at this table, Philip and I, I think everyone in our I think people that is we know that's true. We know that's true. Um and I've only known you for a little while. And well I guess what where I wanted to to take that was not a uh, a sentimental sort of a situation, but we want to just we want to communicate that the body of Christ is, first of all, a family. And when you commit yourself to be a part of a local body, commit yourself and your family, to your, 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 uh, your physical flesh and blood, to be a part of the spiritual family of God, right? Um, and the nose gets ripped off. Or the hand decides to leave, take itself from the arm and walk out the door. That's painful. That's unnatural in a sense, right? Um, Philip, would you, I'm going to pass this to you in just a minute to say the final couple of thoughts before we close the episode out. But listener, this is such a, um, it's treated oftentimes in an extremely unimportant manner in the sense that 
it's all pretty much depending on a personal preference. And it's really nothing more than that. You guys don't have what I need, so I'm going down the road. And what we want to simply communicate is that a covenanting with a local body of Christ is immensely more than your preferences or your felt needs. And we don't want to say that in a harsh manner, but it is a true thing that we would like to communicate. So if, if this is something that you've struggled with before, maybe you've left a church, maybe you're considering leaving a church, consider those that the, the decision will impact and let that weigh heavily. It may not be a, a reason to stay or go, may it be inconsequential, but consider others that this may um, affect. Philip, what would you have for us, uh, advice, thoughts, right before we close this episode out today? Well, I would say uh, that you probably need to think about what it is you need versus what it is you want, because the church that you're leaving may exactly have what you need. It's just not what you want. Mm. And those are not the same thing. That's a good word. But second of all, I'll go back to what I said earlier when I tried to sum it all up with doctrine or discipline. <clears throat> Jason, uh, you know what he was just talking about, about praying and loving for your soul. That's a that's part of the discipline. That's part of that. He actually cares, um, uh, you know, your elders, your pastors, not just Jason. I'm talking about if you're at a church. Um, if, if it's a healthy church, then they care whether you're in sin. They care whether you're dealing rightly with the sin in your life. And that's partly what we're talking about. Does the Bible teach the truth? Does the church teach the truth? And do they care about sin? Do they deal with it, not only in you, in each other, in the leadership? Um, uh, do they talk rightly about it when, they, when it comes up in culture, right? Do they call sin, sin, or do they pass it off with something else? I mean, this is, um, like I said, there's so many directions to take all this, but the truth of the matter is it boils down to a couple of things. Um, uh, do, do they teach the truth, right? Um, and do they, um, do they care about your souls enough to call you uh, on your sin, when it becomes a reality. And um, I would say, if those things are there, um, by all means stay and, um, and offer yourself as a hand or a nose or an ear to the body and do your role. That's it. Well, um, that wraps it up for us today in this episode. We hope it's been a help to you. Thanks again, once again, for taking the time to listen to the Asking for a Friend podcast. We sure hope it's been a blessing to you. Don't forget to like this podcast on whatever podcast catcher you have and share this uh, episode maybe with a friend or a family member on social media um, however you'd like and finally don't forget that you can submit us a question to consider to address at a later date through a podcast on our website bbcemory.org click on the media tab scroll all the way to the bottom and you'll find a box where you can submit a, um, a question to us um, before we go, though, we do want to um, give you a little teaser for what's coming up in the month of July. We have a few um, interviews that we are lining up with some some theologians and pastors that you may or may not know their names, but we're, we're going to change it up for the month of July. And so um, if you're a part of our church, uh, we may um, give you some heads up on that, but we want to leave this as a teaser. So be looking out for our month of July episodes for the Asking for a Friend podcast. It'll be a little bit different format. And uh, we sure hope that these are helpful. Pass them along, share them, um, talk about them. Um, we'd love to hear your feedback as well if you see us. Um, but until next time, 
grace and peace be with you all.